Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks of taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one Willing to bleed Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the hell am I team For telling me Yeah, you're telling me Josh this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. That is Vince Tagliavia, my co-host for the night. And that was Aaron Lewis of Stain in his solo career. And Aaron Lewis is uh, <clears throat> probably one of my favorite musicians these days. And so that was his song, It Might Be Only One, which is talking about what is happening in the world today. Um, if you're new to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the infiltration of our social, or cultural, or political, or militaristic systems, the undermining of the United States Constitution, the indoctrination of our children, and the uh, the political hijacking of our society and the movement towards a world government. And we're stringing along the narrative and bringing it to you here live Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday nights, we go a little bit out there and we talk some fringy stuff. Tomorrow night, we have uh, Nathan Walt returning to Conversations on the Fringe. We're going to talk about quantum health and a few other things. Um, but why did Josh start with Aaron Lewis? I wonder. Let's go over here to uh, True Social. So Aaron Lewis today, he posted this uh, successful hunt last night doing mm -hmm. our part to help farmers of Louisiana with their pestilence issues. Then he says, the hunters become the hunted, <laughs> Red October, and they put no. the coyotes in a big FJB, fuck Joe Biden. Oh my gosh. And I went through I went through his uh, true social and there's some cute stuff in there too, so that was pretty cool. But then Cash Patel retruthed this and said, no y'all got to see what my friend and American rocker is up to. Hunt for the Red October is here. Now, that's interesting because we've all been talking about this. Obviously, we didn't see anything occur with Durham. But then someone pointed this out to me. It was Vince, actually, that pointed this out to me. We have a Delta for today, 20th of October, 2020, a two-year Delta. This is post-4903. What is it? Let's listen. Second edition, 1SQ for strategic missile launch. Second edition, 1SQ for strategic missile launch. Set condition one throughout the ship. So for those that don't know Navy terminology, terminology that was from the movie Crimson Tide in 1995. All right. Um, set condition one in the United States Navy means that you are moving to general quarters. That is all hands on deck. It is red alert. It is time to rock and roll. So uh -oh. I find this really interesting that we have the correlation again 
you know, Red October, the hunt for Red October, a submarine movie, going to the other submarine movie popular in the 1990s, Crimson Tide, with a Q post tied in there. So I had to bring that up and show that. And then tomorrow, as it dealt on the keyboards, we got 4904. What does that say? Now playing in theaters four, five, and six, Panic in DC, FISA Gate, and Guardians of the Pedophiles. And it's interesting because Kevin Spacey today was found not guilty of uh, one of the counts of rape that he had on him. So the Guardians of the Pedophiles. Right. We absolutely have panic in D.C. because we have international crises, war, all these things happening. We have Joe Biden mumbling his way through shit. Then we had the Igor Deschenko <laughs> trial this week with John Durham, uh, potential release of information coming from Donald Trump. So there's there's massive context to all of this. All three movies played at the same time. That's absolutely true. And then tomorrow we also have the 21st of October, this post right here. Twitter has been given the green light to blanket censor all content deemed to threaten the survival of the election. Uh, this comes on the day that or day before this. Obviously, today, Elon Musk announced that he's going to lay off 75 percent of the Twitter people. I think that's interesting. Um, welcome to the police state. They know if they lose, it's over. The time to fight is now. So go back to that crimson time. Crimson tide. Set condition one. The time to fight is now. Good versus evil, humanity at stake, drop the memes, silent majority no more, be loud, you have a voice, are you registered, vote them out, prepare, red October, we stand together. And what else do we have here? Joe Biden is part of the corrupt D.C. swamp. There it is right there, again. And now we have whistleblowers coming out events, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's family, Hunter Biden. So all of this, these posts right here are completely relevant. And then right here, look at 4907, 21st of October. You didn't think we highlighted Epstein for no reason, um, did you? Those who were once protected were no longer. Timing is ever everything. Hunters become prey. And then we have the Great Awakening. Sometimes you can't tell the public the truth. You must show them. Only then will people find the will to change. Crimes against children unite all humanity across party lines. Difficult truths. Um, the Democratic Party, freedom of information, truth equals N. And then this goes on um, about the pedos the massive pedos. And so I find this interesting, just the correlation in context because of, of all this stuff. And I saw this TikTok video today and it kind of opened my mind a little bit to something that was said. And I want to talk about this quote because it's an amazing quote, but let's watch the video and then we'll play the quote for you. No, I'll, I'll read the quote for you. Ayn Rand warned us in 1957, and it's worth repeating. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and pull, than by work. And your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded, and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. Great quote. And it's incredibly true. And Anne Rand was trying to remind, trying to warn us of this. When you see that trading is done not by consent, but by compulsion. Hmm. hmm. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. Governments, the, the globalists. Think about the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. Right? Who are the only ones allowed to produce? The ones that were given the permission to. Yeah. Right? 100%. Or rich people. Well, that's exactly it. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. Think about that. That's crony capitalism. 
that that money flows. You know, is the Federal Reserve going out there and, and bailing you and I out? No. Are they doing no. anything really? No. Well, they, they they're bailing out banks. You know, during the last two major bailouts that we had for all the uh, the financial crises, they didn't bail out any people. They bailed out banks. None of us got any money back. Right? When you see right. that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work, and your laws don't protect them against uh, you against them, but protect them against you. That, that we're seeing that firsthand. Look at Donald Trump. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming self-sacrifice, Donald Trump, you may know that your society is doomed. Very relevant. And then, you know, it's interesting. There's another quote right here. You ready for this one? There's a few of them. Inflation is not caused by the actions of private citizens, but by the government. By an artificial expansion of the money supply required to support deficit spending. No private embezzler or bank robber in history has ever plundered people's savings on a scale comparable to the plunder perpetuated by the fiscal policies of status government. Wow. I love Ayn Rand. I don't know. So I got into Ayn Rand because of Ron Paul. Ron Paul, actually, he named his first son Rand because oh, wow. of Ayn Rand. I did not know that. Nope. Um, then she says this one. We are fast approaching the stage of the ultimate inversion. The stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases, while the citizens may act only by permission, which is the stage of the darkest periods of human history, the stage of rule by brute force. Yeah. That's where they're taking it, man. Modern day prophets. So... Let's let's think about this here. I don't know what's for dinner. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's think about this here. We are entering a period of human history which historians will look back on and write about for centuries to come. We are entering a very, very dark time for global society. For the United States of America. If there's ever been a time in American history, the the birth of our country in 1775 to 1776, mm-hmm. the Civil War in the 1860s, World War One, World War Two, that our country has been put to the stress limits of the United States Constitution and the ideas of the founding fathers. Right now marks that time once again. Right now marks this major moment in American history of whether or not Americans will rise to the occasion and save their country or let it dwindle away to a world government controlled by globalists who care not about your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms. Now, last night we talked about lawful money. And trust me, I'm not stopping with that. If you listen to the Dark Delight show today, that's all I talk about. Um, But there is so much that has been kept from us, that we've been lied to about. When you start getting into the laws that Congress passes, you know what you find out? What? That they don't have the authority to pass those laws. They're unconstitutional. Oh, wow. There's nowhere yeah. in Article 1 that Congress has those rights or abilities to pass those laws. See, the founding fathers realized that if the, the federal government 
had direct oversight of the laws of all citizens, it would eventually turn to the way of Rome. And so they allowed basically only a certain per permissions for Congress through the Constitution. And that the Tenth Amendment levied those powers of law to the state, of which if a state was applicable in one law, if, if a law was applicable in one state, right, that the other states could adopt that law. And, and that's kind of how it was meant to be. And that's what it was for a long time, because each state was its own individual sovereign country, its own nation. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. We live in more of a feudalistic society. And I, I think everybody here understands that foxholes down. Things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Is Foxhole down, like, all of Foxhole down, or we're just not streaming on Foxhole? It's just a little, it's streaming poorly. I, it's good for me right now. Okay, I was going to say I got it up. But, okay, cool. But we are moving into a very, very dark period of human history. And I'm telling you right now, this election, that is less than, what, 25 days away. Yeah. Is this That's defining it. moment. I think it is a huge defining moment in what's to come. And uh, this is the start. I think that this really is the start. I, I Well, I think it is a start. And I think that uh, whatever happens on November 8th is going to basically mark the, the beginning of the end of something, of an era. Um, now, let's say that what we all want to happen happens. It all... American first Republicans, they win. We take the House. We take the Senate. They all come in in January, right? And the Republic, or the Democrats just roll over. Great. Let, let's get to work. Let's do this. Let's rebuild our country. This is just as good as Donald Trump winning the presidency. Now, as good as the odds of that is actually going to happen in the real world, statistically speaking, it's really good odds. We know that they can't allow that to happen, that the deep state, the cabal, the, the Democrats, they, they can't allow that to happen. And so this means that we're going to have one of these alternative scenarios. There's going to be no election all, at all. Some type of global crises or international event will occur, which is going to cancel that election. It could. Postpone That's... the election. Some type of event here in the United States of America, martial law. Um, they, they, they win the Senate or they win the House and the Senate. Um, and I'm telling you right now, if, if the Democrats win the Senate or the House or the House and the Senate, yeah, um, that's not going to be a good thing. Because mm -hmm. I don't think conservatives and Republicans are going to accept that. I, I don't think it'll be accepted either way. Well, kind that's of, no thing. matter what happens. Agreed. Is that no matter what happens, it's not going to be accepted by the opposition. And even if it's, you know, the Democrats win one seat majority in the Senate, which means they don't have a supermajority, right? They win one yeah. seat or two seat majority in the Senate and Republicans win Congress. I don't think Republicans, us, the people, are going to accept that because firstly, it doesn't make sense. And secondly, um, the only poll showing Democrats winning the Senate is Nate Silver, which has been statistically absolute garbage and bullshit. The only reason he's spot on is because he's a propagandist and disinformation freaking campaignist. 
who goes out there and falsifies bullshit numbers and doesn't give out his sources. So I, I think that if that situation, that's by the way, that's the most likely situation that they win maybe one or two seats in the Senate and they have that majority, but they don't have the supermajority. Um, look, we, we can do a lot with that at, in Congress with them not having the supermajority. Uh, but you got to remember that also rhinos are probably going to win as well that are going to side with the Democrats. But I don't think that this movement, these people in this movement, are going to just accept that. I, I just don't. I think we all know that there's a red wave coming, that there's no way that the Democrats who have driven this country into the ground can have any chance of re regaining power of the Senate and Congress. There's just no way. Yeah, and... Regardless of the extent at which Republicans win, if they could just like start, just start to peel back the sticker or like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a metaphor. As long as they could like get their foot in the door, it's all going to tumble down on them. Like as soon as something big happens and Democrats start getting arrested or people start being held accountable or big news breaks and things start going, it's going to go. And everything's coming down with it. Well, Everybody. House of cards, yeah, absolutely. The corruption. And I think that I honestly think that what we're going to see here is uh, the the precursor of the Civil War. I, I really it do. could be. And, and look, well, good, good. Twenty twenty was a perfect example, you guys. People are going to freak out. People are not mentally well, and so just uh, you know, be aware people that people are sick really and tired of this see. shit. People burning down their own neighborhoods again. I mean, I mean, go to the Declaration of Independence, right? That if yeah. any government becomes destructive to the means, it is the right, the will, the duty of the people to remove that government. This is the point and purpose of the Second Amendment. You know, revolting against our government is built into our foundation of our country. It is. Even though the government's going to tell you otherwise. And they're going to weaponize it against our neighborhoods. Oh, absolutely. But this is what I'm trying to say is that We've had enough. We're done. We're pissed. We're sick of this shit. Our government no longer works for us. It's no longer a government for the people, by the people, of the people. It's a government for the corporatists, for the globalists, by the globalists and elitists. And here's the thing is that there are legal procedures that can occur to help us get our country back. But I don't see any of the states doing this. And what is this? This is the 10th Amendment. This is a constitutional convention. This is the 38 red states coming together and saying, hey, our federal government's fucked up. Let, let's let's go in there and tell them they're fucked up and say, hey, listen, we're going to go vote the end of federal charter. And then we're going to leave you. You're going to have California and New York. That's all you're going to have. And a bunch of junk on the sides. Like you, either you all step down and resign. We end this federal government and we start up a new one. Or we're going to go take the United States of America, the Constitution, and we're going to go do our own thing. And see, they have every right to do that. Yeah. The 10th Amendment says the states and the people respectively, which means that the, the legal process flows through the states first, then to the people. The reservation to revolt against your government, to remove your government, comes after. All other options are exhausted. You got to remember, the, the founding fathers—they exhausted all op, op uh, all other options with King George. They tried to bring him to the table. They tried to talk and communicate with him. 
They tried treaties. Nothing worked. Right. And at that point, once you tried everything, you have and other after options. that point, if you tried everything, I mean, how many times do you hear like you know the the uh, the Israeli parliament? You know, they're oh they agreed to cancel their government. The new government will come in, right? Yeah. L- let me ask you this: Where in the United States Constitution does it give the authority of the government to create the FBI? Nowhere. I would. I don't think that's there. The Department of Homeland Security. Nowhere. These are separate. Yeah. These these are separate. Where, where does it give them the authority to spy on American citizens? Where, where does it give them the authority to go up to American citizens and try to get them to to go after groups within the United States, infiltrate them, and spy on them, and then when you record it, throw you in jail? It doesn't. And that's that's Jeremy Brown. For anybody who doesn't know, Jeremy Brown who's running for Congress in Florida. Oh, he's running for state states Congress. Um, he's in jail right now, been in jail over 364 days. He's a January 6er. He was working a private security detail at January 6th. Um, he's a former United States Army Green Beret, direct, uh, decorated um, Army soldier, retired United States Army. He worked private security in his own company. He was um, basically one of the, uh, the security for the, peop- uh, for the speakers that were speaking on January 6th. He recorded and saw what happened, but a month before that happened, Someone from the FBI came up to him, approached him, and they asked him to infiltrate the Oath Keepers. And they said they would pay him a lot of money to infiltrate the Oath Keepers on January 6th. And then after January 6th happened and he saw what happened, he realized that it was one big scam that the FBI had infiltrated these people. And so he released the audio and they arrested him. This corruption is deep. This this corruption goes well beyond that. I mean, it, it's it, it's sad what's happening in this country right now, and we no longer live in a constitutional republic. I hope everybody understands that you do not live in a constitutional republic. You live in a banana republic. You live in a a true democracy, or actually, I, I would say that it's a cameo fascist, right? Cameo fascist society, where you have a techno fascist leader who takes orders from, from corporatists, from elitists, from globalists, who can't even get his own words out right. We're going we're gonna to watch some video of that. Yeah. Let's jump into the news here. <laughs> wow, All look right. at that. 10-year yield climb. People are bailing on treasuries. China, Japan, Russia, and the Fed no longer buying. Yield has to rise high enough to attract real investors. What is that number? 7%, 10%? Who or more. knows? So the 10-year yield has to climb to something worthy for people to start getting into it. Um, doubt that's going to happen. We're about to see that, you know, they're, they're talking about China, Russia, Japan, all these other superpowers are no longer buying U.S. debt. But the thing is also is that they're selling off their U.S. debt. And that's the scary thing as well, because that's going to invert that curve and that's going to lead to a massive depression. And we've talked about this, man. I mean, like, Shit, I don't know how many times we have to talk about this, but it's the truth is that the stage is set. Yeah, something's going to happen, guaranteed. Um, You know what? If things go the right way, starting now or starting very shortly, 
the impact of this depression could be mitigated to some extent. Uh, but there's two pathways, right? So, yeah. or well, I mean, infinite number of possibilities, but. Well, I don't think you can save the economy right at this point. It needs to be re done. Yep. I agree. So stocks and bonds FUBAR amid Fed speak Bohica housing snafu and trust Tarfu. Uh, this is from Tyler Durden on Zero Hedge. And, uh, headline transition, FUBAR fucked up beyond all recognition. Bohica, bend over, here it comes. <laughs> snafu, situation normal, all fucked up. Tarfu, totally and royally fucked up. The day started with more chaos and lightly with trust becoming the shortest tenured prime minister in British history. Girl power right there. Gilts and Gable rallied on the news. The U.S. existing home sales puked as expected, and leading economic indicators really puked more than expected. Now back underwater year after year. Mm -hmm. Things were not helped by a more hawkish Fed speak, dissuading investors of the belief of a pivot. Philly's Fed paid, uh, Fed's Patrick Harker spooked stocks with comments that rates would rise through 2023, then pause no pivot. Sometimes next year, we are going to stop hiking rates. At that point, I think we should hold at a restrictive rate for a while and let monetary policy do its work. It'll take a while for the higher cost of capital to work its way through the economy. Then Fed's Lisa Cook doubled down, warning that risk to inflation are skewed to the upside. Inflation is too high. It must come down and we'll keep it at um, at until the job is done, she said. Thursday, there were opening remarks in the panel discussion with business and community leaders in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This likely will require ongoing rate hikes and then keeping policy restrictive for some time. Policy must be based on whether we see inflation actually falling in the data rather than just forecasts. We, we are all doomed. We are headed for a shitstorm economically. So... What you have to understand here, and this is something that I maybe realized, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> during my monologue today on uh, DEFCON 5. On American is that Musical. right? What's that? The state of the economy, okay, the state of the supply chain, the, the whole system, what we are witnessing is asymmetrical warfare, economic warfare that is being played out on a global stage. Do you think that the Democrats and Joe Biden wanted to be in this position right now economically before the midterm elections? Absolutely not. No, they didn't. They wanted to be in a strong economic position right before the midterm elections. Okay? Because then it was easy to lie for them that they, they when they steal the election, right? But instead, we have this, this kind of upside down. Now, why is that? Because primarily Russia, China, um, now added in there Saudi Arabia, because the major players in the global economy are turning on the United States of America. They're turning on the Western nations. This comes about because of the, the BRICS nations, the, the New Silk Road, the, the economic alliance that is formulated that is most likely going to be in a military alliance, right? Probably eventually it'll morph, morph into that. Yep. So... Who do they hurt? I mean, they're hurting Americans. I'm not going to lie on that. But they hurt the political infrastructure. They hurt Democrats right now. And so it's interesting to watch all this. Because what we're really seeing is, and, you know, I think Jeffrey Jeffrey Prather said this today, and I should have it 
here. Let me pull it up real quick. There it is. Prather point with Jeffrey Prather. Russia, Putin are the patriots, allies against the deep state. I, I, you know, when when you look at it from a global scale, he's right. Former intelligence officer Jeffrey Prather that argued that Russia and its president Vladimir Putin are the allies of the patriots against the globalist deep state. He made this assertion through October 14th episode of the Prather Point on Breakdown TV. Prather cited the Kremlin's early exposure of 46 biolabs in Ukraine alongside bioweapons developed there that were backed by the U.S. Department of Defense. The Pentagon later admitted the existence of these facilities. Moreover, he recalled November 2015 discovery of the Sea Fox underwater mine destroyer that had a combat explosive device attached to it, the craft that had been resting 40 meters under the sea near Nord Stream Pipeline 1 before it was discovered during a scheduled visual inspection. Uh, so... He comes out, and um, Jeffrey Braithers is a good dude. He's on American Media Periscope as well. Uh, But if we start looking at how this is all unraveling globally, and and look, I've fucking said this since 2020, that the best plan that you could have as President Donald Trump, like the plan, the Q plan, the plan, right? is that you have the globalists, the the elitists, the cabal, the deep state, which is a multi-headed hydra, right? And these are multiple different factions that don't like each other. And they're all competing for power amongst each other. And so what you do is you, 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 you split that faction in half. You go in there and you say, you start basically just whispering in people's ears. Now, Vladimir Putin, I think, is probably one of the top organizers in the world to what we're seeing right now unfold. I think he's been planning this for a very, very long time. After the United States collapsed the Soviet Union, he's been like, these motherfuckers, I'm going to get them. And it's not because he's a socialist, because he just loves his country. Because he wants his people safe. It's not for money or power. The dude's 70 years old. I think he could give two shits about money or power wants to keep his money in power. The reason he wants to do that is because he knows that the next person that comes in potentially could be a deep stater. Yeah, he wants that legacy of being the best Russia has ever had, right? Yeah. But so when we start thinking about this, is that when Donald Trump traveled around the world, did he sow discord amongst these other global leaders? Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, the Saudi king, Turkey, Uh, Aragon, right? Think about all the nations and the moves that they're making. Yeah. This is is an alliance that is formulating, that is going against the Western global order, which in 2019, they were all on board with it. 2019, China was leading the, the globalist reigns. They were speaking at the World Economic Forum's yearly annual meeting in Davos. Putin was never invited. Yeah. And they probably still would if it weren't for Trump. And then something happened. Then something changed. Like you said, they split up those factions and now I think they all teamed up against the New World Order, even though they are ultimately enemies of one another. They've brought each other close in order to defeat the globalists. Oh, yeah, and you have to look at 
Do, do you ever play the game Risk? No. Okay. The game of world domination, like the original game. I never played it. Great game. I hear this. So when you think about the game of Risk or military strategy and tactics, right? This makes a lot of sense. You, you go to Xi Jinping and go, you know, what did they do to Adolf Hitler when uh, he, he decided not to play the globus game? They, they destroyed him. Um, what did they do to all the people? They, they basically enslaved them financially. You don't, work, the, you don't work for these people. These people own you. And showing Xi Jinping that, I think Xi Jinping probably saw that, hey, look, I got all this power. Get this economic prowess. Military might. They can't stop me. If I teamed up with another superpower and we built an economic alliance, there's no way they can stop us. They can't take their sovereignty. They, they can't take their country. They, they can't remove their leader if they're not playing their game. And see, the global order, the Western global order, was com is completely a dependent upon these countries, these nations, these leaders, voluntarily joining in on it. Now, doesn't mean that China isn't bad and that China's not trying to implement a global order. Don't don't get me wrong; they fucking absolutely are. Yeah, or they'd they much rather be in charge. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think Russia is just Russia is just utilizing the power and authority of China um, as an economic alliance to do what they want. And I think that the other nations and see this is what I think we're going to have this cascade event here happen very very soon. So. I said back about probably, what, four or five months ago when this first started that Turkey is probably going to join the BRICS alliance, right? What just happened yesterday with Turkey, Aragon came out there and Turkey is going to be a distribution point for Russian oil throughout all of Eastern Europe. Well, that I'm pretty sure NATO don't like that too much because Turkey's a NATO nation. Now, what's also interesting about that is about two years or so during when the uh, the Evergrande got stuck in not the Evergrande, the uh, the Evergreen. Evergreen. Yep. The Evergreen got stuck in the Suez Canal. There was a tele there is a, a news broadcast on Turkish te television with an investigative journalist who talked about how Turkey, Egypt, Israel, and I believe it was Russia. Um, special forces went and stormed that vessel and took out a weapon that the globalists had built for over 30 years. There's only supposedly one of these weapons. They destroyed it that basically is put under 5G antennas and was being distributed all throughout Asia, the Middle East, and Europe. And that when uh, it comes in contact with 5G, it expands carbon dioxide and increases uh, global warming. Now, that was really interesting because nobody expected any of that, right? But this was like a, a real broadcast from a real news station in Turkey. And so we start to see that these countries that Donald Trump visited most likely are working together in secret and private against the globalists. And I think that that is 100% absolutely the truth. Saudi Arabia just told Joe Biden to fuck off. And then what do they do? They go out there and they partner up with China and Russia. And they're joining the BRICS alliance. And, and Russia's allied with Iran. So is China. It's Iran's incredible. their arch nemesis. Yeah. If, if you told me this, if you told me this a year ago, I'd be like, come on. And people did say that to you. Come on, Josh. China doing China? No, come on. 
but yeah, it's really um, remarkable. Yep, but nobody wanted nobody wanted to listen. And I, I you know, telling Sean Morgan in November of 2020, I'm making sense of the madness. China's working for uh, China's working against the globalists. No, you're you're crazy. Now he's like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah, told you. And the reason we're right is because when you step back and you begin to see the small, subtle moves that are being made, you, you can start to put it together like a puzzle piece, right? And so, it, yeah. and like I said, now reiterate, it doesn't mean that these, these countries are good guys. It doesn't mean that they have your best interests in mind. But what it does mean is that the global order has competition. The global order is most likely not going to win unless they go full scale assault on all these other countries. Sure. Yeah. So we have to deal with the economic aspect of this. And here's one. Five signs the housing crash is escalating a lot faster than many experts anticipated. The U.S. housing market is absolutely imploding, but nobody should be surprised. In fact, we were warned way ahead of time that this would happen. When the Federal Reserve told us that they would be aggressively raising interest rates, we all knew that this would be the double uh, would be the housing bubble. It was obvious that home prices would fall, home sales would plummet, and home builders would get absolutely crushed. Sadly, that is precisely what we are witnessing. But instead of reversing course after witnessing all the damage that they have caused, Fed officials are insisting that even more rate hikes are necessary. So as bad as things are right now, the truth is that they're going to get a lot worse in the coming months. Now, the housing market is one of the first indicators that we actually see uh, when the, the economy is about to take a turn. And as the interest rates go up, the, the cost to borrow money goes up. So the cost of mortgage goes up. So less people buy houses and the cost of living goes up. Um, so people are paying more for rent. And that's a that's a bad thing. This is one of the reasons that I want to sell my house right now and pull the equity out of it, because the market's probably going to crash 20 to 50 percent nationwide. With that being said, I don't also I don't want to take out a mortgage. That's why we're actually so we, we're going to have a house built and stuff like that. So this is why we're looking at a cheap house right now. We're like we, we've <clears throat> not to talk about money, but, you know, we are looking at houses, one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars more. Than what we're looking at now. So now we're looking for like, you know, a house maybe on a half acre, an acre, an acre and a half that maybe needs a little bit of work that is fairly decent, big, that we could renovate and make it worth more. So the idea is this. <clears throat> we buy a house for, let's say, $350,000. Okay. The market crashes 40%. That house goes down to, let's say, $200,000 in value let's say $230,000 in value, okay? I'm upside down on my mortgage. I renovate that house, build it back up, put updates in there with the cash flow that I have, the capital that I have. In four or five years, as the market begins to increase, that house, when it returns back to its value that I purchased at, is now $100,000 more value. That's how you levy your investment, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like the idea in my head. But we'll see. I mean, it's uh, fuck, man. It is such a bad time to buy and sell. But luckily, I mean, in Colorado, the the home prices are still relatively decent. My house should sell pretty fast for a good price, and I have massive amounts of equity in it. So, looking forward to it. Pulling, yeah, it will. Pulling, pulling, digging itself out of the energy crisis with coal, not solar or wind. 
this comes, you know, when today Joe Biden announced that, uh, excuse me, we need to use this energy crisis that's occurring in the United States of America to transition to green, sustainable energies. Hold on. Poland's digging itself out of the energy crisis with coal, not solar or wind. Why, why isn't any other country relying on solar and wind during this energy crisis that Europe is about to go through? Oh, potato batteries just don't cut it, man. Yeah. Those fucking potato batteries. <laughs> All right. There's uh, right there. Serious. So here's more indication of shit happening in China. China calls top chip execs for emergency talks after Biden unleashes economic war. President Biden announced new restrictions on U.S. firms selling semiconductors in China, including restrictions on U.S. citizens working at the Chinese chip plants. Nobody might have noticed, but this is full-blown economic war on China, a means to prohibit the country's rise as a high-tech uh, high superpower. Since the new restrictions, China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology has summoned executives from the country's top chip firms for emergency meetings over the past weeks to evaluate the damage, according to Bloomberg. Uh, Biden's strategy to paralyze his most dangerous opponent since the end of the Cold War could be promising. People familiar with the closed-door discussions between MMIT and the top Chinese execs say there's a lot of uncertainty on how to move forward. For now, there was no mention of countermeasures. The only county measure that China has with their back against the wall and basically all chip manufacturing going down to zero overnight is to invade Taiwan. That is the only solution. And this is interesting, too, because it's uh, it's the globalists. It's the deep state controlling Joe Biden making these moves. They're moving manufacturing back to the United States of America, which, listen, I don't think that's a bad thing. OK, I I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and argue people with people. Right. Of Joe Biden's decisions. Um, that move is most likely going to start a kinetic war, a world war. At least with Taiwan getting invaded. But it's something that Donald Trump was doing. It was something that Donald Trump was slowly doing. But you can't do it fast like he just did. So, it, funny too, Joe Biden, uh, he posted today is, uh, when was the last time that you, uh, oh, no one ever said that we couldn't bring manufacturing to the United States. I'm like, actually, that, that was Bill Clinton during NAFTA and GATT. <laughs> he, he said that we're not going to have manufacturing in the United States. So, yeah, he actually said that. <laughs> but anyways. He's an yeah. idiot. So on top of this global economic crisis, this global economic warfare that's going on is we have this weather war. And we know that they're calling it climate change and global warming and all this bullshit. What's really happening is I think it's weaponization. I think that uh, they weaponize the weather and that they're utilizing various weather te manipulation technologies to dry up these riverbeds, dry up these lakes and so forth. Because it just doesn't make sense with weather patterns. But California reservoirs are dropping fast. L.A. approaching zero day for water. Southern California's. Castic Reservoir in Hollywood, which feeds much of Los Angeles County, is dropping like a rock amid prolonged California drought that is starving the region for hydration. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti recently took a helicopter tour to survey the reservoir, during which he stated that it's as low as I can ever remember it being. You can see the bathtub ring. <laughs> for the past decade, Los Angeles, the city, 
Um, there is also the county in which many more millions of people um, are getting the water from. Has made significant investments into its water future, including several major projects to aim to improve the capture, storing, and recycling of water. Such projects include a new biosludge recycling facility that will pipe purified sewage sludge back through the people's taps after each use. There has also been desalination efforts in some areas of the Golden State, which will help. Now, this is interesting. Do you know how sh naval ships get potable water? Uh, I don't. I would guess maybe a desalinization or something. Yeah, they desalinate it. They boil it and boil it and boil it, reverse osmosis, and voila, you have water. And so why isn't a coastal country or coastal state right next to the Pacific Ocean, okay, why are they getting their water from the Colorado River? Why are they getting their water from outside sources? Why aren't they out there developing the highest end desalinization technology in the world? They did have a plan to, didn't they? That it got scrapped. And I don't know the numbers, but it still does require some amount of what they consider fossil fuels mm -hmm. to operate and maintain and manufacture a desalinization plant. But well, it, it costs a not lot a of bad money. idea. It costs a lot of money and there's a lot of byproduct and it and, corrodes and it corrodes. Right. But if they invested the billions of dollars that we're seeing we wasted in California, if they invested that 10 years ago, the problem would be it. resolved. The technology we're utilizing for our society is just criminal yeah, at this scrap. point. All right, happening now, the National Pedophile Society met in Pennsylvania earlier today. This is uh, Fetterman and Biden, two of the members of the uh, the National Pedophile Society. Fetterman, who, uh, <laughs> who, who carries some type of creature on his neck. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I don't know. It's so gross. It reminds dude. me of the Pfizer CEO who was sitting there that one day. and his little, Oh, uh, yeah. That was so uh, weird. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was weird, man. I love the memes going on uh, about Fetterman's lump. Yeah, it's I, Biden signed the law a once in generation investment over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion trillion dollars. Let's listen to what Biden has to say. Over a billion. Well, with the help of your members of Congress here today, I signed into law a once in a generation investment in roads, highways, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, and so much more. Over a billion two hundred a trillion two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Lock I mean, that man up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is so far beyond a gaff. Let's listen to this one. It's Joe Biden Day here at uh, <laughs> something like that. Mr. Fetterman, why'd you decide to be up here with Biden now? Why did you decide to appear together now? Sir, why don't more candidates want to be seen in public with you, like Mr. Petterman? Where did you buy it at? What are you talking about? Tim Ryan in Ohio said he doesn't want you there. Warnock said wouldn't say. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more last. Another 20 or so. So I'm going to be going in. <laughs> He is demented. How does he manage to lose every time he speaks? Watch this one.
if it wasn't for those people around him, he would never know where to go. Dude, every time he's just confused. It's like a trigger for him. Yep. So, you remember when I said Kevin McCarthy was a fucking piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry, I still hold funny. that true. It's just funny how you brought that up. The segue was good. I like that. Go on. Well, you know, during Trump during Trump's days, you know, the, the Gateway Pundit and everybody else, oh, Kevin McCarthy, we love Kevin McCarthy. Now they're like, weakling Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I've been fucking saying this for years. <clears throat> Kevin McCarthy, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden, refuses to confront Marxist onslaught destroying America. Well. Probably because of his cocaine-fueled... Uh, um, uh, prostitution parties that he's having at his uh, his house that uh, that we know about, right? Yeah, <laughs> blowing blowing cocaine off of uh, off of uh, Chuck Schumer's wife's ass. Yeah, he's had. An, uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, hey, Chucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, him and Kamala probably go way back. That's right. Did you see my post on? Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, sometimes I get a little, I, you know, I you can probably to. get myself in a lot of trouble with these things. Oh, well, not, not, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, I, I think there's a possibility. I actually could join the club. That's okay. I don't, I don't mind. Join the I'm, club. I'm taking it for the team guys. I'm doing this for you. Okay. <laughs> and what I was actually talking about is, uh, Doug Eminoff, uh, po- where is it? I thought it was on my telegram. I thought it was on my Twitter. No, I saw it on Telegram. Right, but it was a picture of my Twitter. Oh. Hold on, hold on. There it is. Okay. So he says, Happy birthday to my amazing wife, and I love the love of my life. I will always be right by your side. Love you, Kamala. And I said, even when she's on her knees. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Kamala, Kami Kamala Harris sucked her way. Uh, yeah. Up the ladder in California. Or as Roxy likes to say, she went horizontal for her career to go yep. vertical. Yeah, went uh, vertical for her career move. Word on the street is her nickname is Dirty Knees. Dirty Knees. Yeah. Exclusive representative Annie Biggs says the new GOP will conduct real investigations in the January 6th Mayorkas. Fauci origins of COVID in lawless FBI, kind of like a mosquito in a nudist colony. There's a lot of places to hide. Well, great, Annie Biggs. What about into the January 2020 stolen election? What about the impeachment of Joe Biden? If you don't think that the American people want that, you're crazy because you're going to see them turn on you guys real fast. Yeah, we're done with the corruption. We're, we're done with this. We're, we're done with this good old boys club. We're done with you guys not investigating each other. We're, we're done with you only doing, you know, the few talking points that people are voting for this year. Right now, the people that are going out to vote in the midterm elections, the American citizens, the, the American first people that support the American first candidates, you want to know what they want? They want fucking Donald Trump as president of the United States because the election was stolen from him. They want Joe Biden and Kamali, Kami Kamala Harris out of office. They want the radical Democrats to be held responsible for their crimes against humanity. They want people like Fauci and all these other aspects of the administration that have produced genocide on this world to be held accountable for their actions. And that is the silent majority. Yeah, and that's not so much to ask. No, it's not. All right. Actually, that should be the bare minimum to ask. Actually, we shouldn't even have to ask. We should just be able to speak and it becomes reality because that's how America is supposed to be. What do they do in Yemen? Go get the guillotines. Yeah, they, they do. 
I mean, every society could get pushed to that point. Yep. This is the most racist video about white people. It's socially okay. Here I switch races. Is that still okay? Let's 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 listen to this. What are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? Smelling funky. Letting their egos control their every move. Privilege. It's Making bland food. Playing the victim. Congratulating themselves over shit that they're incompetent at <laughs> or that should have already been done. They're superior at being dicks. What are Native American people superior at? <laughs> Corn mazes. What are Hispanic people superior at? Smelling funky. Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Privilege. Playing the victim. Congratulating themselves over shit that they're incompetent at <laughs> or that should have already been done. They're superior at being dicks. What are Asian people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? Smelling funky. They're just creatively thinking of new ways of like always staying one step ahead of other people. What are black people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycat. Smelling funky. Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. So, at first it started off incredibly racist, right? The whole, yeah. Then it I got more know. racist, then it got more racist, and, and then they even were, were talking shit about their own right race. Well, but but that, that's the thing, is I, I think that that was the mental experiment. Is well, that... I think they just they switched the audio around, so they're really just talking about white people, and then they audioed over any oh, other race okay. just gotcha. to show you that it's racist. Right. Okay. I so it's... so okay. So basically, the way this worked is it was always the only question was white people. I believe so. I didn't see the original video. Right. But that, I, so that was all of... the answers that they gave about white people, but they switched I think races. So. It in sounds there. like. Sounds like they may have given answers about Indian people because they did say something that would only make sense for an Indian person, but I'm not sure exactly how they did it, but they basically were just showing the racism of well, the left here's the and what they're putting out there. Th that people have been hit with levels of psychological warfare for a very long time. Oh, yeah. That there's there's racist white people, there's racist black people, there's racist Hispanic people, there's racist Asian people. Okay, and there's people so unwell that they don't even agree with what you just said. They'll right. say no, white. Black but but there's can't also be there's also people who are called racist whose actions can be deemed racist who aren't. Absolutely. Right, and then there's also reverse racism, and there's all these other social and cultural ideals. But here's the thing. We're fucking human beings, period. That's it. Yeah, we judge all want me the not same by things. the color of my skin, but instead by the content of my character. Period. I meet somebody, I, I I I meet them for the first time. I don't judge them. I I don't sit there and go, oh, you're a 
mm, or mm, because of mm. the yeah. Instead, I talk to him and I ask him a series of questions. I do this to everybody. I really? ask the first time I meet somebody, I ask them a series of questions, and those questions help me understand who they are. You say, "Who'd you vote for in 2020?" No, <laughs> I, I used to. I used to. <laughs> or how many times did you vote in 2020? <laughs> Three. Hmm. All right. This is That's uh, good. Gianluca Grimalda, together with 15 other members of the scientist Rebel One. I have occupied the Porsche Pavilion in Autostad. Nine of us glued to the floor and some of us on hunger strike until our demands and decarbonize the German transport sector are met. To denounce the... I'm Gianluca Grimalda. I'm a researcher in social psychology at a research institute in Germany. And I'm here in the Porsche Pavilion in the Autostadt of Wolfsburg to denounce the responsibility of Volkswagen in the climate emergency that we are facing. Volkswagen is the largest car manufacturer in Europe and the second largest in the world. And the transport sector, the car sector, has a huge responsibility in the climate emergency. There are 12% of... Okay, I don't really want to listen too much about this douchebag, but... You kind of look at his other responses. They've been there for 24 yeah. hours. And as soon this is as the, they this, we're going to watch hand, this one. We're watching this one. So it's now 3 p.m. We have occupied the Porsche Pavilion for about 24 hours now. We have set some demands to the CEO of Volkswagen. So we have demanded the CEO to Volkswagen to come here to listen to our demands in front of the press and to subscri subscribe with the demands of our campaign. So first of all, demand, uh, declare, publicly declare that uh, the goal of staying below 1.5 degrees of the temperature increase uh, from uh, pre-industrial level is unachievable. Second, uh, decarbonize the transport sector and in particular issue a public statement uh, in support of uh, the introduction of a 100 km per hour speed limit on motorways. Germany is uh, the only country in, in the world, I think, that for whatever reasons don't have any speed limit. Um, uh, reintroduce the nine euro tickets to travel for on public transport all around Germany. Uh, and then we also applied uh, the third demand of our campaign to the specific situation of Volkswagen. So the third demand is about debt cancellation for countries most exposed to the climate emergency. So we demand that Volkswagen, who for sure hold the assets and the bonds from uh, uh, countries that are exposed to the climate emergency, we demand Volkswagen to cancel this debt. These people are um, fucking we have retarded. Received they are no retarded. So far from Soon the, after um, from the they glued their hands down to the floor, what is going yeah. to happen. they requested, um, yes, they're like, at least uh, give us bowls to urinate and defecate in, like, civilized people. And uh, they've been there over 24 hours, and they're just being yeah. ridiculous. And he said he understands that a bunch of people will die if they stop using fossil fuels. Well, yeah, they came out and they said, hey, uh, you guys going to feed us? You going to give us a toilet break or anything? Instead, they turned off the heat, turned off the lights, and left them there. And I hope people were fucking <laughs> eating food right in front of them. <laughs> Dude, they're ridiculous, man. Like, These scientists are so brainwashed. I, I would like to know what kind of scientist they actually are. Jeez, right? Right. Let them oh. shit themselves. I agree, Jay. Yeah, let them shit themselves. Let them shit themselves. Somebody the moment on they Twitter. get up to walk away, you, you fucking arrest them.
somebody said they should have brought their own bowls and probably eaten There's out of the a- same bowl too. Yep. That they used. <laughs> Let's listen to what DeSantis has a to say A lot of here. questions okay. uh, to our office about uh, the CDC protect- uh, potentially adding COVID vaccine to the childhood immunization schedule. And I know a lot of parents are concerned about that because if that's on the immunization schedule, the fear is that schools could potentially mandate your child to get a COVID shot, even if that's not something that you want to do. So I just want to let everyone be clear, you know, as long as I'm around and as long as I'm kicking and screaming, uh, there will be no COVID shot mandates for your kids. That is your decision. That is your decision to make as a parent. Uh, these are our new shots. I get a kick out of when people kind of compare it to MMR and stuff, things that have been around for decades and decades. Uh, so parents, by and large, most parents in Florida have opted against uh, doing these booster shots uh, for their, particularly for the young kids. The Surgeon General of Florida does not recommend this for young kids, for kids under eight. Under- All right, that was Ron DeSantis and, uh, you know, good. It sounds like he's getting ready to run for president or something. Hold on. I wanted to pull something up. Venture muted. Oh, yeah. DeSantis, yay, 2024. There's potential there. (laughs) So I want, and so obviously we know what that is about the CDC guidelines today. They changed them and added uh, uh, COVID 19 vaccine to the schedule, which gives, the pharmaceutical companies complete immunity over the COVID-19 adverse reactions um, and puts it on the schedule. That means that every kid, uh, when they go get their vaccines, will have to get that COVID-19 vaccine as well. This is fucking genocide, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. RPG 3573 donated two ice cream, Patriot and Pisces for ice cream. Thank you so much. RPG and Patriot and Pisces pissed off Marine is celebrating a three month sub streak. Thank you so much. Pissed off Marine enlightened science is, Donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science. Vader369 gifted the ship. Thank you so much, Vader369. Nice. RPG3573 donated two lemons. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to Doomer Juice. Me, Brenda, do- donated also one lemon. Thank you so much, Me, Brenda, and RPG. Low clearance, $1. End the Fed. I love it. Thank you so much, low clearance. Carrie17 celebrating a one-month subscription. Thank you so much, Carrie. And... Um, Sack is Creed just followed. Welcome, Sack Creed. Thank you so much for the follow. And Patreon Pisces donated one diamond. And if you guys don't know what that's about, that is the battle of the streams. That is how you can help support everything that we do here at the Redfield Projects Daily Dose, alternative media, and all of our shows. So much appreciated on that. And going on the, the, the COVID narrative here, French politician says COVID shot almost killed him, claims Marcon Putin did not take the jab. And I agree with him. I bet they didn't. They absolutely did not. French politician... Jean Lechal insisted that COVID jabs have distorted his heart and the international leaders did not take the jab. Interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. And and we're we're seeing doctors all throughout the world saying the same thing. We're seeing all types of people come out. And now who were once with the the vax are now coming out against. Uh, This is what uh, Representative Massey says. CDC's pitch for giving COVID shots to children Ages 5 to 11, you'll get less myocarditis from these shots than your older siblings did. And so rates of myocarditis after primary series in children 5 to 11 years considerably lower than rates in adolescents. <laughs> lower? Any risk of myocarditis from these shots should take them right off the market immediately. 
especially the fucking children. And I say I have one solution for everybody who voted for this. Nuremberg 2.0. Absolutely, I agree, dude. Yep. And this was today the CDC panel voted unanimously votes to add COVID-19 mRNA shots to the recommended childhood vaccine schedule in the United States. And every single one of those people on this call, I hope if any of you are listening, you will be fucking held accountable for this genocide. You will be held accountable for your fucking crimes. Nothing in this world pisses me off more uh, about all this. Yeah, violence against children and humanity. Yeah, that'll pretty much do it for anybody. Um, We need to have trials and investigate every single person involved, honestly. Well, you know what's going to happen, honestly, Vince, before that happens? Vigilante justice. People are going to take it into their own hands. Yep. Probably. There are a lot of wild people out there, man, that you don't want to um, try to murder their families. It's going to be vigilante justice is what's going to happen there. I'm telling you. That's what's going to, this is going to stem to. Uh, Could happen. COVID rates back above 20% in parts of Manhattan as virus rebounds. Yeah, because it's cold and flu season. People have suppressed immune systems. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, dude. I, uh... Yep. New York City homeless furious after mayor opens housing for illegals complete with gaming suites and South American catering. The mayor, Eric Adams, has set up for the migrants in New York City. Yeah, you got tents there with uh, video games and uh, fluff and fold laundry, three meals a day, homeless population not even getting treated that well. Rachel Campos Duffy is live on Randall's Island, which is between us and LaGuardia Airport, and she joins us with a live report. Rachel? Good morning, friends. That's right. I'm here on Randall's Island, and you're right, Brian. Um, This place is pretty nice. It's decked out with, as you said, Xbox, TVs, uh, Latin American food, three meals a day, coffee and tea service, as well as international calls. Now, just about a half a mile away from here on Randall's Island is a homeless uh, facility. The residents of that facility, not so happy about how posh things are over here. Here's what one of the residents said. He said, with one, uh, told the New York Post this, by the way, they've got Xboxes, get the F out of here. The building I'm in is so effing awful. The smell is awful on every floor. The tents look five times better once a month. If I recognize the food, I'll eat it. But you (laughs) taste some meals and you just don't know what it is. Also, here's what some New Yorkers that I interviewed yesterday had to say about this facility going up in their backyard. What would you say to the mayor since he's the one who decided to put that tent city there? Uh, help the people uh, set them first and after you look in after the immigrant. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Incredibly interesting. So... You know, that's that's New York City for you. That's a sanctuary city. That's how they treat illegal immigrants. And you know what? Listen, I don't think that any human being should be treated in a dehumanizing manner. Okay? But if you're going to do that for illegal immigrants, male illegal immigrants, why aren't you doing that for your homeless? Why aren't you taking care of the homeless population with the same amount of money that's coming in to take care of the illegal immigrants? That's the key. Seriously. Yep, and I bet you those Xboxes were donated by Microsoft. Oh, oh yeah, dude. 
Probably. All right, let's go to this TikTok video. This is going to be a good one. You're probably not going to like this too much. No, we're not trying to sexualize your children. We're not coming after them. You're just not being inclusive enough. You're not being open-minded. So this book, Sex Ed for 8 to 12-year-olds, has come out. I wonder what it'll say. You can pause and read some of these on your own. Here are two that I'd like to point out. Take your child into bed with you and allow him or her to watch as you share intimacy. A couple should have no inhibitions about having their child watch as they share intimacy. <laughs> grooming. This is grooming. Yeah. This is fucking disgusting. That's, Not only grooming, it's disgusting. Absolutely just... That's traumatic, dude. Yeah, it is. That, 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 it, it, this is getting worse. I mean, I, I saw the uh, the other videos coming out. I think they were at uh, um, city council and school board meetings. Did you see mm -hmm. the one out there where the lady was up there? And she goes, I'm going to read you an excerpt from a book. And she starts reading the excerpt of the book. And it's talking about... Um, um, I, I think it was the, so there's two different ones, but it was the one talking about, uh, how his hand, there, it was two gay guys having sex and it was talking about how they're going on each other. And one of the, the school board members says, Hey ma'am, ma'am, please stop that right now. This is live on zoom and we have little children watching. She goes, that's my point. These are the books that are in their class that are being read to them and you guys are allowing it. But then here you're telling me no. Yeah. What She goes, what type of logic is that? Unbelievable. Indoctrination stations, man. Schools are yep. not safe. Um, in the regard of having an actual education, they're damn liars. Yep. That's crazy, man. Dead dog receives registered to vote by mail application from Michigan Democrat Party. Homeowner's response is priceless. Uh, Ruby is a dog and deceased. The homeowner's at the address rights. And then hilariously, he gives his local clerk a heads up to prevent any embarrassment for the Democratic Party. Please correct before the Republicans find out and have an infantile meltdown. <laughs> sure. Probably. They probably reached back and said, well, they voted in your dog voted in 2020. Yeah. So well, they the voted problem? in 2020 and 2018. <laughs> so we figured they're going to vote again. Uh, Elon Musk is planning to fire 75% of the Twitter staff, according to the Washington Post. You now, know what they're going to say? We don't want to work for you anyway, fascist. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Bezos can hire him. They got all work at, at uh, uh, Amazon. But, <laughs> he has robots. Well, you know, here's the thing is Twitter is one of those woke businesses. And you, you remember during the lockdowns and during the pandemic, when the federal government laid off 75, or the federal government sent home with pay 75% of their manpower? Yes. And the federal government survived? Yeah. Because 75% of the people that were at home are fucking non-essential or useless. Yeah, they don't do anything. Exactly. Honestly. And that's the same thing with these woke companies. Yeah. Is the more people they hire, the better tax benefits they get tax breaks do they get and elon musk will be able to see if there's anywhere where he needs to add he can add from that point very mm -hmm. efficiently and control what people are doing in an efficient manner and he's gonna do he's gonna do good for that company man he absolutely will and uh not every hero 
has a Second Amendment to back up on. Look at this guy. This store is about to get robbed. I got a gun. Fill up the bag. And Mr. Uh, Taekwondo in the back. Whack! <laughs> I love it. Love it. Absolutely. Justice. It. Justice is served. Well, shit. People think they could do this stuff, man. <clears throat> yep. This is a little bit older, but still. Mike Pence, if Donald Trump is a Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him? The former VP Pence said, well, there might be somebody else I might prefer. I'll keep you posted. And whoever Mike Pence comes out and endorses, I'm definitely not fucking voting for that person. Uh, UK could have a new prime minister as soon as Monday as leadership competition gets underway. Anybody hoping to become the new prime minister of the United Kingdom will have to convince nearly a third of the Tory MPs to back them just to get into the election. If only one candidate achieved this, they will automatically be crowned winner on Monday. The official, the officers, uh, the officers of the 1922 backbench committee, in other words, the body which represents the majority conservative members of parliament who do not hold government posts and which among other roles runs Tory leadership challenges met Thursday afternoon to decide the rules of the coming competition to replace Liz Truss, who only spent 44 days in office, the shortest-lived uh, PM in uh, UK history there. And she was an abysmal failure. Remember, she came out and she's like, oh, I love Klaus Schwab, I love the globalists, and globalism and globalism, and we support globalism and DEI, and all of a sudden, 44 days later, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm a bad yeah, and it could be Boris who gets in there. Yep, then there it is. Boris plots his return. <laughs> he left on scandal. That's the funny thing. And so what they did is Boris was their man. Had a scandal. Okay, get Boris out of the way for a little while. Bring Truss in. Don't worry, she'll fuck her things up within 40 days, and we'll just bring Boris <laughs> back. I think that was the plan all along. Yeah, man, it could be. All right, we have... Uh, Whistleblowers set to blow up Joe Biden's presidency, linking him to his son Hunter's shady business deals. Uh, as bad as Joe Biden's presidency has been thus far, it's about to get a whole lot worse. In a letter to the federal law enforcement officials last week, Senator Chuck Grassley noted the FBI is likely in possession of significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence of potential crimes conducted by Hunter Biden and James Biden. Joe Biden's brother. Moreover, he added the president himself may have been involved. The letter sent to the Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Chris Wray, and Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who is running an ongoing criminal investigation into Hunter Biden, contained whistleblower allegations that relate to Hunter and James Biden's business dealings with CEFC China Energy, an energy conglomerate linked to the Chinese government. In addition, the documents also relate to Hunter Biden's work on the board of the Ukrainian gas giant Burisma Holdings. The Iowa Republican said his staff reviewed the unclassified records that support claims made by the whistleblowers. And then Kevin McCarthy comes out and says, what? Oh, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden. How do you know? How can you be so preemptive to say that? Did you talk to Chuck Grassley? Hmm. All right. Uh, we can skip over that one. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. One, two, skip a few. So Russia, apparently Russia, wants to end the war um, and wants to talk about this. Apparently this is what some U.S. advisors are saying. 
And this is something that we talked about when Donald Trump came out and said that, hey, I'll negotiate peace talks. That we said that Russia and Ukraine probably would step to the plate. And I think we could potentially see that actually happening. That Ukraine and Russia come to the top tables and they're going to ask for Donald Trump. I, I, I fucking love to see that. Wouldn't it be great if it happened like next week? Oh, the sooner the better, dude. This is ridiculous. Wonderland is no place to yep. spend long-term time. So I want to show somebody, I want to show everybody out there, clear propaganda, okay? Vladimir Putin tried to detonate nuke, but his plans were sabotaged. Insider claims, okay? So, so listen, <laughs> listen how this article reads. Vladimir Putin tried to detonate a nuke, but his plans were sabotaged. An insider has claimed. Top rest of the Kremlin are sabotaging his plans to use atomic weapons, or there may be issues due to technical failures. It is claimed. In recent days, there has been a series of NATAM messages, notice to air missions, and linked Russian navigation warnings indicating tests or live firing drills. So far, there has been few indications of any major testing, although the final date for such disruption in the Barents Sea is October 22nd. At the same time, there are claims that earlier this month, Putin ordered two nuclear missile tests, which did not, in fact, take place. So, the title. He tried to detonate a nuke, but his plans were sabotaged. No, 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 no. This is, Insider says, who's the fucking insider who said this? Who's the source? There is no corroborative source that actually says this. They don't put this person's name out there. They don't say that, this is clear propaganda because look at the title. He tried to detonate a nuke. No, he didn't. The United States is running nuclear tests. They had one in August that got shut down and they had to run it again in September. Okay? Does that mean that Joe Biden tried to detonate a nuke? Insiders tell us and it was sabotaged. No, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And who's clear who posted propaganda. that? The sun? Yeah, the mirror. The mirror. There you go, the mirror. Right? Oh, my gosh. The White House is now saying Iranian troops directly engaged on the ground in Crimea, supporting Russian drone attacks on Ukraine. <laughs> I think they want Israel to get involved. Curious to see what Russia says about that, though. I haven't. I need to do Well, how about reading. this? This is what Russia says about it. Russia warns World War III is all but guaranteed if Ukraine's Western allies continue to meddle in the ongoing conflict. <laughs> Again, he's setting those red lines, man. Yeah, he's he not is. kidding. Um, let me see here. Is someone in China interfering with GPS signals around Fort Hood, Texas? Mysterious troubles in the Lone Star State are forcing airports to reroute air traffic uh, aircraft due to unreliable GPS signals that are no longer functioning correctly. All right. We are told that GPS interference first started occurring during around Dallas, Fort Worth, metropolitan area, North Texas, and have since moved east as well as to regions west of Waco. One of the worst hit areas for GPS interference is an area abutting Fort Hood, America's third largest military base. Can't wait until someone figures out the source, wrote someone on Twitter in a hope of that the culprit will soon be identified. The following map shows the GPS interference hotspots. Right here, the last 24-hour GPS interference around Dallas, the east, the west region of Waco is interesting. Can't wait till someone figures out this source. What do you think it is? The devil. I think it's the devil. Yeah. The devil did it! <laughs> I don't know, dude. It could... The FAA, 
Yeah, the FAA has reported significant no. GPS interference by pilots in the Dallas area, causing aircraft to be rerouted onto oh. non-RNAV arrivals. Bloomberg further reported that the runway of the Dallas-Fort Worth International has been closed after aviation authorities said GPS signals were unreliable. Yeah, so I don't know what it is, man. I would like to see... We got to look into this. I think so. The map is actually much larger. No, no kidding. Yeah. Somebody said Monkey Works may have covered it, it looks like. Okay, but see, the map is like so it goes into Tulsa, it goes into Oklahoma, it goes down in the South Texas. There's even spots in uh, Southern California, Arizona. Oh, wow. Nevada. What if it made like a crop circle shape? Aliens, bro. I don't know. Could be some beginning of uh, attack or testing of a yeah. EMP type weapon, I suppose. Oh, it's I interesting. Huh. I'm going to have to think about this one. Of what can actually do that? Um, it could just be geomagnetic interference. Hmm. Uh, Saudi Arabia has started the construction of the line. It's a 500-meter-tall, mirrored linear city that will run 170 kilometers across a desert. Drone footage shows the linear trench being dug now. Pretty pretty interesting. Oh. This is one of the smart cities that are being built. Uh, yeah, I have a prediction. What's your prediction? It's going to be a shithole. Oh, yeah? But Have you seen their propaganda video about it? It's pretty phenomenal. Is this the neon the line? Let's watch it. Yeah. Let's watch it. I see trees of green Where the world is torn And I think to myself What a wonderful So I've heard that they're going to pay people to live there. Yeah, because they're communists. Yep. And everything you need is going to be within a, the zone that you're in. So you'll have a little apartment. You'll have a fucking liquor store next door where you can get your drugs and your cigarettes and your chips and your bag of crickets. And then you have just facilities. Every single unit is yep. like has everything you need. You don't need to go outside your unit. Actually, you probably won't be allowed to go outside your unit. And they're like nature all around you. It's like, you're well, no... isn't that like Hunger Games? And it's exactly that. And they're digging the trench to yep. start the foundation now. Uh, Pablo Picasso, five dollars. DeSantis Taglia via twenty twenty four. I agree with that one. <laughs> uh, Fig seventy nine just followed. Thank you so much for the follow, Fig seventy nine. Pablo, thank you for that five dollars. LED donated one ice cream. Me, Brenda donated one Ninja Guinea for the Ninja. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Yeah. And uh, even guys, though pilled. Had a little bit of lag. They came up in top tonight again. 
Fantastic. Good job, Pilled. Much appreciated for all the support, guys. Don't forget to head over to redpills.tv. I do think that there's a purge coming of social media. And so we are basically everywhere, but don't forget to go to our primary places, redpills.tv, socialredpill.com, and subscribe there um, so you guys don't lose out on everything because we'll still be live there even if we're off of all social media. So please check us out there. Don't forget our sponsors. You can find a list of them on our page, but Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. That's the most important for your IRAs, your 401ks, and your financial future. Excuse me. Thank you for all the support from all of you guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow morning, morning coffee with Friday funnies. Then we have yeah. the dark, the light show, which we'll be talking and probably about the geopolitical scenario. A lot of news getting updated on that. And then tomorrow night, Nathan Waltz and me will be talking about quantum health, biohacking on conversations on the fringe. Much beloved respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. Also, Tonight, there is a Zoom on the Social Red Pill. So if you go on the Social Red Pill, there's uh, you go to the events, there's a Zoom. People typically join in. It's it's kind of open, so feel free to. Don't know if I'll make it. I got a whole bunch of stuff. I might pop in for a little while. We'll see. I might take a break and relax tonight, Vince. But, Do that, dude. But uh, hope you guys have a great night. Talk to you soon.